Protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. We begin today with McMillan Estate Planning Chief Executive, Sherry McMillan. I hope that people have taken the time to talk about uh, estate planning, life planning, have the discussion with the family about this. We've encouraged them to do it over the course of the summer. And now we're ready to uh, launch a new series of seminars. The first one coming up on Wednesday evening, September 26th in Red Deer. And that's followed by Thursday, September 27th at 7 p.m. in Calgary. What do you hope people have talked about over the summer with their families, with their loved ones, with their business associates in terms of getting their thoughts together on putting together a life plan? Well, the wonderful thing that's happened in our society more recently, I would say, Peter, in this generation, is that families are talking about their affairs more openly. Historically, when you would pass on, you would use a will, and it was very private. Our parent group would never share with us what was going to occur, and ultimately what would happen is we would only find that out when they passed. The problem with that kind of planning, of course, is that can create disharmony immediately because nobody's wishes were contemplated. So we encourage all families, and especially because we've just come through the summer and a lot of families spend a great deal of time together uh, through the summer months, you know, to have these kind of open conversations about their affairs so that people do understand the stewardship and care they will need to enact at some point in the future. So they're kind of tough conversations. So there's no better time than when you already have had a glass of wine and you're on holidays to open up that dialogue. Well, then you find out very quickly that uh, you think you're giving the business to your son. It's actually your daughter who has the most interest in it. And the son really doesn't want to have any part of it. So those are the kinds of surprises that can come out of a conversation. But they're the kinds of things that need to be discovered before you can really create a good life plan. Well, we actually have a question in our office, as you know, Peter, and one of the questions for our family unit is to ensure that when you design a plan, one of the objectives of that plan is that at Christmas, uh, if anyone knew that that plan was in order, uh, that they would still come home for the Christmas dinner. And if the answer is no, then my suggestion is we haven't got the right plan in place yet. And so planning is very uh, creative. And I think a lot of people don't understand that it can be that creative and they can create um, all kinds of possibilities in the way in which they design their estate. It's not really linear. And that's a unique thing in law because traditionally law is so linear. But in this area, we can customize based on real needs and family. You know, do you have a child with medical issues? Do you have addiction in your family? Uh, Do you have a husband or wife that's a bit of a spendthrift and you're concerned they won't carry themselves through retirement? So because we all have unique dynamics, we have to customize it to each individual in the family unit. And each plan is customized. You have some templates that you use, but no two plans are ever exactly the same. The one thing that all plans have in common is protecting assets, maximizing wealth, minimizing tax. And as we get into the fall season and people start to think, oh my gosh, I've got tax season uh, coming soon. um, What are the kinds of questions that need to be addressed in a good life plan? Well, I think the very first question is, how are we going to protect? 
protect you, mom and dad. And when we think of estate planning, frequently we think about the moment of passing. But hopefully we're part of the group that is uh, going to live and into maybe our hundreds. Longevity is really the future. So we shouldn't be planning for the moment of death because the reality is we have decades ahead of us during retirement. In fact, they're saying that we'll be more retired in more years in that area in life than we were in our working careers. So this is a new phenomenon in society, which is very exciting, but it also means that we can't lose focus and make the estate plan about the children yet. We have to make the estate plan about you and the decades ahead as you plan your estate to enjoy it and to utilize it for good in your family. So we have the three basics again, protecting assets, maximizing wealth, minimizing tax. Those are the what I would call the business aspects of a business plan. And and they apply to everybody, particularly to the well-to-do, but really to to anybody who's crafting a life plan, regardless of what they have in the way of assets to deal with right now. Those three topics are all front and center in the business chapter of a life plan. Let's talk about family dynamics, because that's really the personalized area of every estate plan. Uh, talk about some of the things that come up in the office among your client base and the kinds of issues that have to be addressed in a good life plan. Well, fa- family dynamics cannot be overlooked, and I think sometimes they are, um, especially in legal planning. Frequently, you know, the lawyer will just simply craft a, a will based on your direction. The problem is, it's the soft issues in a family that actually cause conflict. So it's not a particular GIC you own or a particular property. Alternatively, what creates conflict is people's expectations often. So let's say a father has restored an antique car and he has three sons. Well, who has the expectation of inheriting that? And there is going to be uh, potentially a conflict occur over that particular car. And these are the soft issues, we call them. They're the emotional attachments. They actually mean something to the heart of the family. And so that's when disharmony can occur. But if we're aware of them in advance, that's the tricky part, is we have to communicate and talk about what are those sentimental issues that you might have in a family. We can address them pro actively. And by doing that, Peter, we can find solutions. So it reminds me of a family that we worked with years back, and they had a family hutch that their grandfather had literally built. And it was beautiful in their family unit. This was a uber wealthy family. And yet what they were concerned about was this hutch. Both children wanted the hutch, and they were willing to give up literally millions of dollars to inherit this hutch because they were obviously both in the family business, but they were actually willing to give up their share of the family business, if you can imagine, for this hutch. So we we came up with a very easy solution because we knew it was an issue. And so we just hired a craftsman to reduplicate the hutch. And not only did we do it once, we did it for every grandchild as well. So here we've solved the problem while mom and dad are alive, while mom and dad have the authority And ultimately, now we have a thriving business and that sentimental issue is not disrupting the harmony in the family. And so it may sound bizarre, but these are the things, the emotional attachments that can cause the conflict. 
Sherry, generational planning is is to some extent an emotional issue too, I think. But it's the kind of thing, again, that you want people to have had that discussion about what is of interest to them, um, what they hope they can do perhaps as a family, more than just writing a check, which I think is a, a new phenomenon in society today. People want to experience something other than just handing over money. They certainly do, and there's a lot of need in our community for purpose. Um, It's a conversation. I think we're climbing the Maslow's hierarchy, and families are also doing that. And so what's happening is the more affluent we become, the more we're driven to now look at our life and say, how can I give back, and how can I contribute? And so frequently, that contribution starts at home. And many families want to make sure that their children have a leg up in life earlier than later. Because if we all live to 100 in the future, I mean, it's not really that genius to give your children their estate when they're 70. I mean, ultimately, they're going to be in retirement at that juncture. So what we're seeing more and more, Peter, is that parents are choosing to share their estate during their lifespan, which is a fantastic opportunity for the parents when you think about it. Because the parents then see the joy in what that estate is creating in the next generation and potentially the grandchildren generation. And they're not dead or gone and don't get to experience that benefit. So what we're seeing often is that the grandparents, the parents are all contributing to the estate plan and creating a vision for the family and a purpose for the family. McMillan Estate Planning's Sherry McMillan. Next, a conversation with Charles Lamon from the Fraser Institute about entrepreneurship and the current climate for business in Alberta. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.